Hello, welcome to Chatsworth, the podcast that covers everything worth chatting about. Taking inspiration from the conversations we've had as friends over the last few years, we wanted to open up the discussion to you, our lovely and probably our only listener. Now, Felix, my lovely co-host, is a little bit ill today. Do you think you'll be able to soldier through? I think I'll be able to soldier through. There might be a few sniffs, maybe a few coughs, but uh, I'll be here. As long as you're not crying. Although we are talking about love and matters of the heart today, so perhaps you might get a little bit emotional. A few little teddy tears, but hopefully nothing that will make us... Uh, well, there it goes. There you go already. Sniffing uh, away. Hopefully it will just endear us to our ever-growing audience base. That's true. That is true. First of all, weird thought of the week. Handing it over to you. My weird thought? Mm. Um, right, well, it's not exactly an original one. But I certainly find it interesting. So okay. hopefully that will that will be enough. Yeah, a thought's a thought, right? But have you ever heard of something called the Pinocchio complex? No. So basically, you're familiar with Pinocchio, yeah? The film, the yeah, boy, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Geppetto, yes. Your little boy who gets a nose bigger whenever <laughs> he uh, lies. Yes. Well, basically, and this is a classic shower thought, um, but the idea is that if Pinocchio sat there and he says, my nose is going to grow big now, Mm. Then what happens? Because if he's because that's a lie because he can't just make his nose grow big like that. But of course, when he does tell a lie, his nose grows. But if it were to grow in that instance, then he's sort of told the truth. Do you do you kind of see what I'm getting at? No. Wait, so, break it break it down in like slightly more basic terms. So wait, to clarify, he is saying my nose is going to grow, which is a lie. Yes. Because he can't make his nose grow. Exactly. But because it's a lie. Yes. His nose grows. Exactly. But then... If his nose does grow... Yeah. Then it means that his original statement wasn't a lie. It was, oh, he was shit. actually telling oh, so the what truth. happens? Does it shrink again? Well, exactly. Henceforth, the paradox. God. I mean, I don't think we're going to reach the... You know, I don't think we're going to reach the sort of logical conclusion right here on the air. But, um, you know, it certainly wants to keep you awake at night. Well, it is, okay. But well, this is almost like chicken and the egg type. It's drama. exactly that. It's exactly that. It's a paradox which is as is, is old as that tale itself. Okay, well, first of all, chicken or egg? Egg. And second of all, nose grow or nose shrink? Nose grows. Really? It doesn't, shrink, doesn't revert back to its original form? No. Lies would have been told? No, it grows. Interesting. Not much of a paradox then, is it, really? I feel like you know the answer. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't realise we were coming up with answers on this. I thought we were just presenting them. Of course, I've got, you know, I've, I've got my own views stashed away. Okay, well, I want to get your view on mine as well. So my weird thought of the week, and this is something that genuinely didn't... I lie. It didn't keep me awake on Sunday night, but I was awake because I wasn't very well. And for some reason, I thought... Evolution, Darwin. You see those pictures of like little snake, frog, fish, hybrid animals, and then over, I get it, <laughs> thousands and thousands of years, man, I'm the other yeah. end of it. This you know what a, I mean? This those, is a real massacre. Those of fish a, with legs that like <laughs> flop yeah, out yeah. the sea. Okay. Those to us, man, right? And animals were always evolving, survival of the fittest, yada, yada, yada. Are we therefore still evolving? Like, have we stopped evolving? Are there going to be new animals? I feel like. We learn about evolution as if it was a thing of the past, but why have we decided that we're, like, this is it? Do you know what I mean? I, no, I do know what you mean, but I don't think we've stopped evolving. I think we still are evolving. I think... But not uh, so much that we're going to form a new species. Or are, are we then going to turn into another species? Or are other animals going to evolve into another animal? Is that what... I, no, no, I, I, I think what's going to happen... At, Surely we're talking more about subtle changes. Subtle well, then, changes to the organisms that, that, we, that we already are. Well, yeah, like we've all got taller over the last 100 years, as in like people have naturally become taller. Yeah. But that's, that's just, there's 
that's not like an evolution. Well, or I, is it an evolution? well I think we'll get more intelligent. Uh, so, for example, you and I, uh, with our that's housemates, uh, watched Bird Box recently, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And then did you hear about the Bird Box Challenge? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so the Bird Box Challenge yes. is... And, uh, so the bird, I mean, for anyone who hasn't seen Bird Box, which I imagine is pretty much nil, um, but obviously most of it is done with people walking around blindfolded, trying to actually do things, you know, not just for shits and gigs. Uh, what people have been doing um, in the real world and posting up to social media is they've been blindfolding themselves and then trying to do things yeah, outdoors. Like walk through traffic. Exactly. And of course, as with everything nowadays, people do it for about six days and someone gets really, really badly hurt. Then everyone just spends the next six weeks talking about what idiots they are. But I've, I've seen a lot of people saying that that is Darwinianism at play. What, because those people will die? Because they're idiots, yeah. It's natural selection. <laughs> they're absolute idiots. Pure, pure idiots. It's like people... Um, well, I mean, that's just pure stupidity. So, so to answer your question, do I think we're going to get bigger legs or, 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 or sprout wings? Uh, no, maybe not. Um, but, you know, I certainly think those without the wits about them are, um, you know... Are written off. Well, pretty much, yeah. That almost took a very dark turn. Didn't expect that. All right, moving on then. So, this week we are talking about... Drum roll, please. Do me a drum roll. Well, me? I'm singing more of like a... Oh, uh, what, with my hands? With your hands. Uh, then we'll drum roll, please. Probably. All right, fine. We just have to hope that that picks up well. <laughs> We're talking about the dramas of dating. Since living together for what? Three years, I think we worked out yesterday. Three years and four days, actually. Three years, four days and 12 hours. Sweet, sweet hours. I think between us, we've had a plethora of disasters, successes, rebounds, passions, etc, etc, etc. And now we're on total opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> easy now Lois. We are. No, that we are. We are. <laughs> we are. So for anyone who doesn't know uh, Lois no, and I, just, just let me, just let no. me explain what a, what a thinly veiled insult that was. Basically, what Lois means is she's been in a relationship now for about a year, year and a half, a and I have not been in a relationship. Um, no, but you're now, you're now, yeah, but you didn't want to date for a while, and now you're just starting to actively date. Uh, so, it, literally, last weekend I yeah. had a one year anniversary, and yeah. literally last weekend you started to actively date and, and plan two dates back to back, night after night. Yeah. That is opposite ends of the spectrum. One of which cancelled on me. We are different in that path. Right? Yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah, apology accepted. So therefore, yeah. our, our experiences and our comments and our thoughts for this podcast will be specifically and particularly interesting because we can come at it from both both views. Yeah, oh, 100%. Right, I'm, I'm yeah, doing yeah. this as like a compliment. The perfect perspective. All right, so let's, let's kick off. So my first thought is, is your 20s the right time to be getting into a serious relationship? Thoughts? I'm actually really curious as to what you think about this to kick off with. All right. Because I think I think you've had more relationships in your twenties than I have, so I think you'd have a better insight. Well, I've only had I'm only on my second relationship in my twenties, yeah, and we're going to be twenty seven soon. So yeah. I had a super long term relationship at the start of my twenties, and then I did a brief spell of dating, and I'm now back in a relationship because I'm a serial monogamist. I've decided, <laughs> which I don't know. I read an article on Vice this morning by Hannah Rose Ewens. 
Oh, yeah. Rose Wins, Rose Ewins? <laughs> Not sure. Sorry, at Hannah Rose Ewins. And she said, like Doe, every man in his early 20s needs to be left on the countertop to rise. What on earth does that mean? Well, there was just this, this whole thing that... That is pure bollocks from vices. That is utter bollocks. What does that even mean? Just because, as in, as in, you don't understand the process of Doe, or you I, don't understand the process of men. Uh, I do understand. Well, I, I like to think I understand both, but... Okay. Just not, <laughs> I specifically Doe. Just not through the lens of vice. I don't understand what that means. What, okay. So, so is the, I'm guessing you read the article. Yes. Uh, uh, which, by all accounts, seems that, like it would be that... a massive waste of time. But, what, what, <laughs> what, but so, what does she mean that that, that women are uh, sort of much more ready and, and, and women are more mature than men? Okay. Women. Oh, I will agree with that. At agree a faster that. rate than men. Oh, oh 100%. Scientifically, well then, yeah. So scientifically, so she's saying, don't date a man in his early twenties. Or if you are in your early 20s and want to date a man in his early 20s, don't expect it to be serious and long term. So just leave him for a while, let him rise before you uh, bake him. Put him in the old proofing drawer <laughs> and just leave him for a couple of well, years. I'm going to have to check this article out. It sounds That's the analogy. classic. It was a weird article. It was very contradictory. But I thought that was an in- I actually thought that was quite an interesting quote. Would you say it's uh, tallied up with your own experience or the experience of your close friends? Yeah, I think massively. For my own experience, yes. Well, do you think do you think that maybe people go through the, you know, 18 to 21, they're in uni? Yeah. And then maybe if people move directly from uni to London, so you've got 21, maybe you take a year out, 22, maybe you've already taken a gap, you're 23. Yeah. And then you have another three years. So do you think people are sort of immature at uni and then they sort of get a bit more mature? And then by the time they move to London, they go through it all again. Yeah, 100%. Because and it's all so new and exciting. And exciting. Ooh, yeah, chicks. 100%. Also because dating is like a bit of an... I feel like dating is such a novelty. Like everyone who's been in like long-term relationships... I spoke to my friend earlier who's engaged, whose wedding I'm going to next year, and I said to her, oh, I'm doing a podcast about dating. She said, I can't help you. Obviously, I've been in a relationship for 10 years. I said, no, you're exactly the person I want to speak to. 10 years. Because, yeah, I know, crazy. I said, you're exactly the person I want to speak to because you... I want to know if you feel like you've missed out dating in your 20s. What did she say out of interest? She said out of interest that there is a small part of her that wonders what if. Like dating can be kind of fun and exciting and like the, all the fun that comes with meeting someone new and going on that, that date, we've got a lot of anticipation. But on the flip side, she wouldn't trade all the amazing things she's gained from being in a relationship for what will ultimately, and maybe not, but end up in like a one night stand that is like sloppy and messy. Well, let's turn that back onto you then, because I mean, I know you haven't had one constant relationship this past 10 years, but you've been in two pretty serious relationships. Um, More than two in the last 10 years. uh, Yeah. Sorry? What? What did you say? I said I've been in more than two in the last 10 years, I'll have you know. Have you? Uh, I haven't known you for 10 years, so how uh, would you yeah. even know that? <laughs> I've known you for three years. <laughs> but I know everything about you. Absolutely everything there is to know. Right, well, obviously you went asleep on that lecture. Okay, so let's just say your friend's been in a relationship for 10 years. Over 10 years, mm. over, for you, mm. you've probably had, what, like a year, maybe a year and a half of you being single? Is that fair to say? Roughly? Give or take. Let's just say yes. <laughs> How have you found in that small little time frame uh, where you've been back on the scene dating and hitting up Tinder back and things on like the that? Scene. How have you found that uh, in comparison to what you've been in a relationship? Has it been good? Have you enjoyed the, uh, the single lifestyle or is it not what it's cracked up to be? I think dating is fun. I think dating can be very fun. But you know what I think is dangerous? I think dating is fun because 
I feel like in relationships sometimes, maybe I'm just guilty of it, but sometimes you do feel, you get like the itch sometimes. You've been in a relationship and you're just like, oh, I wonder if, like, there might be someone else. I wonder if. And do you know why I think that is? Because I never really used to be as bad at this. I think Tinder, swipe left culture, swipe left, right, swipe right. What do you mean by that? Like before, you didn't just have all these people on tap. To, to literally view... <laughs> you have people on tap, do you? Welcome to dating with Lois. Just an endless stream of men queuing at the door. Look, when you're a YouTube star talking about your toilet <laughs> activities, people are yeah, queuing. They do. they do. But we are so... like It's like, look at our like, grandparents or something, or like that time. They met each other when they were like 15, got married, and then stayed together. And yes, like probably hate each other a little bit. But, but ultimately... <laughs> are still kind of in love yeah because they didn't have this like catalog of people to look through constantly i feel like now as soon as you get into an argument or as soon as or as soon as something happens in your relationship that doesn't make you feel butterflies and whatever you think oh i just know i could download an app and very quickly find someone else who wants to go on a date with me like i feel like that's really dangerous so I was talking to a friend of uh, a mutual friend of ours actually uh, the other day. Uh, she was talking about one of her good girlfriends who who's been having loads of arguments with the boyfriend, and um, this has happened quite a few times uh, over the past eighteen months or so. And without fail, every time she talks about it, she says that this girl um, basically threatens to go back on Tinder, or at least says that's what I used to do. <laughs> or at least says, oh, you know what? I'm fed up with this guy. I'm going to go on Tinder now and find myself a quick little hookup. Now, whether she actually does that, or whether it's like a threat, or whether like that. a threat that she says to her friends, you know, you know, I'm not sure. But I think I think there's probably something in that. I think the accessibility of uh, of, of guys and girls at your fingertips, um, if you'll excuse the pun. Um, probably does feed into that. You're <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's I think that's like detrimental to relationships. I think it takes a lot of willpower. No matter how happy you are, you can be in the most happy relationship ever, but you'd be lying if you said that every now and then a thought didn't come into your mind, albeit maybe after an argument or if you're having a bad day or you just see someone who you think is like super sexy on the tube and you just think like (laughs) have you never had like full-on relationships (gasps) this is a question well no have you never had full-on relationships with people on the tube in your head in the distance it takes between your stop and their stop i've had fantasies yeah yeah that's what i mean but you you imagine non-explicit ones yeah but uh, yeah i've I've definitely sort of been like yeah you've definitely thought what would happen if i were to go over to her and what would happen in the next 20 years and all the kids we can have with them? Exactly. Like that. I, I do that a lot. Is, is that a thing? Yeah, I do that a lot. I, I, I told I've, my sister and she said that was weird. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never spoken about that before. Because yeah, um, frankly, I'd be ashamed to say it because it's pretty oh. creepy. But um, <laughs> if, if only you and me in this in this one room have experienced the same thing, then why not? I always do that. Not always, but if you see someone who is outrageously good looking, you're like, oh my gosh. But you would never have the balls to speak to them. But I just, I do the same as you. I'm like, imagine if we did speak... And then I think, oh, we'll obviously be in love. And then we'll probably go traveling around Australia in a camper van. We'll have three dogs. What will our kids be called? <laughs> this will be such a great story for our family and at the wedding. I mean, I, I think it also speaks to the uh, the horrible atmosphere on the tube. Uh, that just the mere thought of actually speaking to someone and being polite to them sort of leads to thoughts of marriage. <laughs> um, I think that's something probably that too. <laughs> that is true. All right. So you don't think the 20s is the right time to be getting in a serious relationship or do you? Uh, I think sort of, mid, I mean, who, I mean, it's different for everyone, right? But I think sure. um, I think you need a couple of years in London just to sort of acclimatise and get used to it. I think mid to late 20s, perfect, Shelley. 
absolutely perfect because <laughs> because um, because by that point you're earning a good wage uh, and you've got a better idea of where you want to live in London. You've just got a little bit more street smarts, haven't you? And yeah, but but also and also you've also more sorry. about yourself. Oh, oh look at that! that Two say? bloody great minds. No. We're like one in here. Okay, you say I'll bloody fusion. I was just going to say that you know yourself. You know who you are. Sorry, and uh, like a wise man once said, "How can I expect someone else to love me if I don't love myself?" Who does say that? Quite can't remember, but it's one of those stupid things which you see on like uh, sort of romantic, meaningful Yes, memes. I know. And it's one of those things that people have on their wall underneath live, laugh, love. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't say it wasn't tragic, but um, there's definitely a bit of truth to it, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, 100%. That is true. I feel like you need to do a lot of learning about yourself, which I feel like you do in your early 20s. I feel like a lot of people seem to come out of young relationships in their early 20s because they realise actually they're completely different people to who they were when they were bloody 16 years old. And then you've yeah. got those time, that time to find yourself and discover who you are and what you yeah. want and sexually, also date. physically, emotionally. And also you've got a couple of years just to date and sort of play, not play around. Yeah, and dating's fun. Dating can be, it can be very shit. It can be fun, but um, it's definitely, the grass always looks greener, I think. Do you reckon? Having just dipped my pool back into the... Uh, dipped your pool? Dipped my... <laughs> dipped your pool? That sounds like a, just, just a really failed euphemism. <laughs> Having dipped my uh, dipped my toes and uh, and whatever else back into the old dating pool at the moment. God, it's a bit of a dull situation. Why? How was, how was one of your dates last well, weekend? Do you have any stories I, from I just it? went on uh, the date I had on Friday. It was it, it was just a non-starter, really. I didn't see it. Basically, we'd actually been speaking all Friday. I don't know how this worked out. We'd been speaking for ages, actually, on, uh, on Hinge. And then I got to Friday, and I th- I was sure as I was sure as anything that we were due to meet that night. Um, and then it gets to about nine, and I think, okay, yeah, this girl's a bit like me, you know. She probably prefers starting the night a bit later, you know. I quite rate that, but you know, I it was not. it was still nine o'clock, you know. Uh, I've got plans Saturday morning after all. <laughs> um, and anyway, it gets to about quarter past nine, and I'm like, so how are you getting on? You know, you ready? <laughs> you're going to be ready soon because we're only going to meet down the road. How are you getting on? Oh, it's something like that. I can't remember the exact uh, the exact wording of my text. Anyway, cut a long story short, she was sure that we were meeting up on the Saturday. Oh God, so so we'd, we'd, we'd got crosswise to the extent of 24 hours. So it already got off to a bit of a weird one. Then I did actually eventually meet her at about 10, quarter past 10. And um, it was instantly, within like five minutes of talking, there just wasn't something there. It was crosswise. Oh no. It wasn't, you know, personality, everything else. It just wasn't really there. But as I sent to you and her housemate the day after, I've never once had that. I've never once been in a situation where I've actually wanted to leave the date before. Of course, I've had dates where maybe it's not been going amazingly. But, you know, I enjoy going out and being in a bar and having a good conversation with someone. And if that someone is a good looking girl, then, you know, let's just crack on and have a bit of a laugh and then go our separate ways. So we got to the end and I thought this is going to be perfect. You know, sayonara. I, you know, I couldn't really see that she'd thought anything massively different to me. But then she says, do you want to go to another bar? Oh, and as I And as I say... I've never been in a situation, honestly, never been in a situation where I've wanted to duck out of a date before the girl has. So I don't know what to say. I'm not hardwired in that way. Plus, I'd already had about six pints by this point. Oh, no. So my mind is saying, no, I absolutely don't want to go to another place. And my mouth somehow betrays me and said, yeah, sure, let's go for it. My mind's telling me no. So we find ourselves in this really, really weird charity shop come bar sort of like a scar, sort of punk reggae kind of place. Oh, and then we go in there, we have about three or four more pints and I'm absolutely binned. Not what are just you talking about absolute, at this I mean, I, it got to it. You know, sometimes when you're really drunk with your friend and then you go off on a bit of a tangent and then you sort of come to 
about 30 seconds later and they're looking at you as if you're just oh. sleepwalking, sleepwalking. And then, they, and then they, that person doesn't even have to say anything, but you can tell what they're thinking is, what the fuck were you just talking about? I mean, that happened on multiple occasions. To be honest, I'm surprised she didn't even get up and, you know, sort of say, this isn't for me, I'm out of here. Okay, well, that sounds shit, but at least I wasn't awkward from the start. You know, I know you yeah, said it was like true. kind of awkward texting or whatever, but at least like you were able to stay for however long you were able to chat. Like dates are terrible when you get there and you're literally like, oh my God, no, <laughs> like immediately no. And then it's awkward for the whole thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it just makes me think of um, that time a housemate uh, went on a date a few years ago. My God, that was the worst. Which one? It was Sean. Oh, I did actually tell Sean that I wouldn't name check her. Um, sorry, John. But uh, anyway, an unnamed, uh, an unnamed housemate of ours was basically seeing this guy um, for quite a few weeks. So I, I think they had like a sort of a history that went back a few years. But, you know, they'd, all, they'd always sort of had a few dates here. Then they'd sort of left it and had a few dates there. Anyway, they picked up a bit of momentum a few summers ago and uh, they went on a few dates. I think maybe for like a month or so. Things are going well, but I think eventually they just decided just to sort of leave it be and then maybe sort of continue their relationship just on friendly terms. Mm. Um, Sean, obviously, back into the old dating pool, manages to uh, bag herself a date for the next week. And she ended up meeting this guy um, for dinner. Quite bold for a first date, I think. But, um, very bold. I very never bold. do that. As she's walking in, she sees the guy with whom she's got this great history. Oh, um, this God. guy sat down there, and to make things worse, not only has he sat down there, uh, but he sat down there with his family. Oh my God! Now, I'm not sure if Sean knew the family, but she certainly was. She, you know, she saw them. She went over. She said hi to this guy. She said hi. She she was introduced to the whole family. <gasps> um, in fact, such was the length of the conversation, and you know, I, I don't know whether they, I mean they weren't making a fuss or anything, but I think it was clear to the waiter after a few minutes that she was just saying hi to them, that she wasn't going to be sitting with them such that he went over and he said, who are you here to see, you know, because I'm, I'm guessing after a while you're going to, you know, you're going to go and want to see who you're here to see or, you know, have you got a table or something like that. So she said, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just meeting a friend. Now, bear in mind, this conversation is taking place in front of the guy and his family. Oh, my gosh. And she says, yeah, I'm just here to meet a friend. His name is, you know, Bob. And he said, he looks at his little, uh, he looks at his little uh, piece of paper and he says, oh, perfect. Bob is just here. Oh, no. And so less than two feet away from uh, this guy's table with his family is the new man, the oh. new fellow. And so Sean, I guess, has no other choice but to say, okay, and in one breath, see you guys later. Hello, Bob. Nice to see you. I mean, it's abundantly clear, I'm guessing, and from what she said, oh, uh, that at no. this point, everyone knew what was going on, including, and in particular, uh, this guy's parents. And anyway, from what Sean was saying, she was facing the other way to the sort of um, the guy she had history with. But she was no more than, as I say, about a foot and a half, maybe if we're being generous, about two feet away from this guy. I mean, if they wanted to, they could have easily eavesdropped into each other's conversation. Oh, that's so um, And they pretty much sat down at roughly the same time, I think. So they had about two hours of that. Ugh, that I is mean, repulsive. That's about as bad as it gets, isn't it? Yeah. Did, did you know if she ever saw Bob again? I know he's not called Bob, but for the sake of this... I have a feeling not. Well, yeah, no shit. That would be so uncomfortable. You need to check with her, but I have a feeling not. But that doesn't really set a good sort of tone, does it? Gosh, absolutely not. Well, that's the thing. That, you know, there are so many classic stories like this, and they're great to listen to, but when it happens to you, it really knocks the sail out of your wind. Sail out of your winds. Not the wind out of your sails. Or is it the wind out of your sails? Not the wind out of your sails. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you said the sail out of your winds. Yeah, either one. Either one. <laughs> I remember when I first became single... And I got Bumble 
and I'd been at the pub all day with work and I'd got it at work thinking that this was like all fun and like a fun game and I was so drunk I arranged to go on a date with a guy that evening barely spoken to him how, how on earth he agreed to go on a date with me I have no idea <laughs> looking through his photos in hindsight none of them were really off his face a warning sign b he was wearing sunglasses in all of the pictures another warning sign that's yeah so i show up drunk to this place where we were meant to meet in like just a horrendous outfit looking i must have looked an absolute state leaning against this wall not really sure who the heck to expect and this guy approaches me and i thought he was going to ask for a lighter or something he goes Lois, and it dawned on me like a black cloud that this was my date. I can't even remember his name. And it, I just, I wanted to leave immediately. I what? wanted to leave absolutely immediately. What, are we a little catfish? He was a little catfish. Oh my God. Although a catfish in, in the most annoying term, because he wasn't, he didn't lie that he was someone else, but he just, he, he, perceived himself he like shaped his whole profile that it really wasn't him no i disagree that for me is full-on catfishing you reckon full-on it's particularly in the tinder hinged uh, bumble age that's absolutely catfishing well it got but, me hook line and catfish sinker i think furious i think there's two you know i think the two worst or or yeah i think the two worst ways of doing it are a really doing like a whole photoshop job on your face and making yourself look a good couple of ticks better than you are <laughs> and b is having photos which are about three years old. Yes, yeah, so really, old, or like three years you can't old, even like, really see your face. It's different waist size. <laughs> but then also more for me, for going on a date with someone who I could barely see their face in any of the photos. Yeah, well, that that's awful. stupid. That's why you shouldn't Tinder uh, when you're drunk. 100%. So that's on you, Larson. This is in Soho, wasn't it? No, this is in Hoxton. <laughs> oh, what, in um, Ziggurat's underbelly? Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't remember that. Yes. I thought it was in Soho. Tragic story. Yeah, well, maybe there's something in there. Maybe actually less people than you'd care to imagine are actually comfortable with being a date of early. Yeah, maybe. It's just mm. a terribly unnatural thing to do, isn't it? It is unnatural. Particularly if you're getting them well. Unless anything outrageous happens, then there's no real opening to say, oh, yeah, sorry, I've got to go now. That's the thing. I think it's rude. I know it's not... I think it, it is probably more rude to waste the other person's time, but in that moment, it's rude to just be like, yes, yeah, sorry, I'm going to go. Yeah. I would hate that if that happened to me. What do you think about people who go on dates and then say, oh, I'm just going to the toilet and then uh, actually just go home? That doesn't happen. No, it does happen. No, it, it does doesn't. Happen. It, no, it does happen. Don't, when? Don't ask me when or who it's happened to because I don't know, but I know it has happened. It That's like really ghosting happened. someone in the flesh. Just being like BRB. Actually, it's happened on first and dates. And not coming back. A programme, both of which have come painstakingly close to going on. Okay, so sometimes dating can be crap. So as fun as it can be, do you think that we all secretly crave hashtag couple goals? Or do you think it's just pure irritating? Wait, firstly, does anyone actually use the hashtag couple goals? Yes, people do. Really? If you go on Instagram and you, and you even just search that hashtag... I bet millions of pictures come up. No, 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 no. I don't mean people around the globe. I mean people either in this yes. room, i.e. you have... Right, so basically... No, I don't know. Have you ever used it? No! <laughs> well, then it's not as clear-cut as that because yeah, I... because I, I know that I'm not couple goals. Does any... Just, again, does anyone actually think they are couple goals? <laughs> that is really true. I honestly don't think people use that in a non-ironic sense. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, then maybe people would put that hashtag on someone else's picture sure yeah say okay, if i yeah. saw a picture no say if i put a picture up of me and my bf i wouldn't mind if you put hashtag couple goals i'll be honest with you if i saw someone put that it would make so if i saw a photo of two people say two close friends uh who are in a relationship and i saw the photo of them having a good time 
walk around Richmond Park on a Saturday morning Lovely. or something like that. Then yeah, I might look at that and think that looks a lot better than what I'm doing right now. But as soon as I saw that hashtag, a couple of goals, I'd instantly <laughs> rethink that because that's just tragic. Okay, but maybe what, not. What, what about you then, Les? Do you, do you crave it? So you wake up in the morning and aspire to? No, it's not what I aspire to at all. I don't aspire to that at all. There's an interesting quote that I read from Jean Twenge or Jean Twenge. Not sure. Could be Jean Twenge. Who knows? She wrote a book called iGen and I found this on a website called The Cut. It was an extract or an interview with her. And she said that humans are hardwired to want emotional connections to other people. Yet the very concept Yeah Yet the very concept of catching feelings promise Oh for for fuck's sake! <laughs> catching feelings, promise, oh, promises. Okay, she said, humans are hardwired to want emotional connections to other people, yet the very concept of catching feelings promises the idea that this is a shameful thing akin to being sick. Again, you know, e.g., a... catch flights, not feelings. Hey, catch flights, not... what does that mean? That's a Where saying. Where are you getting some of these quotes from That's today? That's a saying. Is catch this... catch flights, not feelings. It's like a, it's like a thing. It's like a meme. Maybe it's from a rap. I don't know. So, what, so what's the crux of catch flights, not feelings? That like you should build on yourself and like go travelling and and explore rather than like being tied down to a relationship. Again, that sounds nonsensical to me because mm. why can't you catch flight with someone with whom you have feelings? <laughs> Catch flight with feelings. I mean, I've I've done a very tiny bit of travelling, and I can definitely say that doing it with a girlfriend would be a lot better. Okay, so you secretly crave hashtag couple goals then? Um, if yeah, if we're going to call that, oh yeah, that's a good point actually. Yeah, I guess I do. You're looking at things and you're thinking this could be better if I was in a relationship, perhaps Ooh. if I had something to share someone with, which goes in with what Jean Twenge I'm going to call her now because I prefer saying it that way. She says that we all are hardwired to want an emotional connection with other people. I always see Using that secretly, idea. we're dating, perhaps, to try and find the one. That's why we go relentlessly dating. Well, yeah. Relentlessly I mean, yeah. swiping left and right. Well, so you can, and I know you love this term, so that we can find companionship. Companionship. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't stand you calling everything a companionship. <laughs> we're not 70. Yeah, but I mean, that's essentially what you just said. I've just given it an old-fashioned, I think the sort of lame-ass... Hashtag is new. Okay. But uh, the craving for companionship, as you put it, no, I think that's centuries old. Really? Yeah, cool. Well, no, yeah, no, I know. I I get the craving for companionship, but do you think, I feel like we're now in such an age where it's so empowering to, to do your own thing and to be independent and to not rely on anybody and especially with this, this such waves of feminism, maybe particularly what we've had, where it's like, you obviously, you don't need a man, as we were told, like, back in the 50s, that you need a man. Don't need kids. You don't need kids. You don't need to get married. Don't need a house. You don't need a house. You can literally do you and have the most happy, successful, fulfilled oh, life. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I think, do, do we crave couple goals or do we resent it as much as you've just kind of voiced, like, oh, gross, couple goals, that's so shit, that's so weird. Or do we all secretly, no matter how successful, empowered, independent you are, do we all secretly have like a little bit of like, oh, I wish I had someone to cuddle on or something like that? Surely, surely, surely those people are happy just sort of doing them for their entire lives. Because, you know, I'm, you know, we're noticing at, at, at this age, it starts to get a bit lonely. If you're not in a relationship, you, you know, it's harder to find, it's harder to find people to do things with. And we're only 26. <laughs> what happens when you're 46? No, that's so true. The girl I sit next to at work, she said, she's, and she's only 32. And she said that now on weekends, she finds it 
ridiculously hard to make plans with anyone and she often spends weekends alone because all of her friends in her circle are married have babies or expecting a baby yeah and she said that she she's in a relationship she's not um on her own but just that shift in cultural norms when you kind of enter another generation in your life becomes quite separating all right so let's not get too heavy let's just bring this back let's keep it real it's only a tuesday night what is one of your most embarrassing dating stories? Because I feel like there's nothing more fun and more fulfilling in life to hear that someone else has had a shit date. <laughs> because then it makes you feel like you're not alone when you have a crabby one. So what's your most, not most, but what's an embarrassing dating story that you've had? Well, thank you, Nance. You're welcome. One of the most, well, I think fortunately, like all bad memories, I've probably stashed them deep, deep in my subconscious. Um, Remove them. But uh, there's one that springs to mind that happened last year sometime. We'd gone to Soho. Not the most original, but certainly the best for quality. Fun, though. I think. We go to this place, um, very nice little joint. You sort of sit downstairs. The music's playing off like a record player. The lights are dimmed. Atmospherically, it is Five out guys. of this world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nando's, actually. Um, anyway, we can't get in there. <laughs> so the date is already, <laughs> the date is already <laughs> off to a terrible start. There's just a feeling in the air. You can sort of cut through the tension with a with a knife, if that's the phrase. Anyway, we find this place, Korean joint. So we go in there, we manage to find a table, we sit down. And now, having lived with me for a few years, you know there's only really about three or four meals I can cook. One of those being noodles. Um, and I'd already had noodles that day, Kelsey Breeze. Um, and the noodles on the menu aren't your sort of run-of-the-mill noodles. They're watery, soupy noodles, which as far as I'm concerned, particularly in hindsight, but even for this actual date in question, is an absolute no-go when it comes to Absolutely dating. Absolutely Just don't not. even take the risk. You know, I've had don't arguments with my noodles. friends about this. But just don't even take the risk. Just even if you've had this meal, you know, 12 times before, um, you know, in a row, just have it if it's if it's a safe thing to have. It's so unsociable to eat something like that. I'd even had noodles once that day, so I don't know what I was thinking. But anyway, the waiter comes over. I'll have the noodles, please. He says, just to let you know, I mean, this guy was obviously in on it as well. He said, just to let you know, it's a soup noodles. And I say, just to let you know, mate, that's fine. Send them over. (laughs) Anyway, I was wearing, I was wearing a shirt. It was um, sort of like a light blue shirt. You know me, like to rock the blue from time to time. And it was a a light blue shirt. And, you know, we're having a bit of a chat. Conversation wasn't wasn't exactly flowing. I think that's why I noticed after a while um, that far from, you know, a pattern that I just never noticed on my shirt, I was just dropping little bits of noodly oh, soup no. all down myself. When I say all down myself, not loads, but enough. You know, if it's a plain shirt with no patterns on enough it. Enough to make it obvious. As soon as there are little speckles and a few <laughs> spots and that becomes abundantly clear, you know. So I get to a bit of a crossroads and I think, what am I going to do? Am I going to am I going to draw the attention of the conversation to it or should I just leave it? Stupidly, I go for the former. I decide, to, tr- I decide to try and make a bit of a joke out of it. She doesn't really better, laugh. Yeah. And then what I say is I say, well, I don't know, I might actually just, you know, I might, I might try and go and uh, wash it off in the toilets. She says, no, don't do that. Again, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm doing an appalling job this evening of actually listening to half-decent advice. I decided to pick up with a small little napkin no. and, uh, and, and go to the toilets. I should also say there were no hand dryers in the toilets. So after I got a little bit of soapy, splashy water onto myself... And they're unable to actually dry it off with heat. So I'm just picking up more toilets from the actual, sorry, more paper from the toilet. Um, Just basically trying to dab it. Obviously, it doesn't work unless I want to spend literally about one hour down. So after about three or four minutes, I'm thinking, what on earth am I doing here? I'm sweating, probably adding to all this shit around my shirt. And uh, I go up and what was once a few specks of, um, of, you know, chickeny, noodly soup 
has now graduated into full-on patches、oh. of soup meshed with soapy water. All up bits and down my throat. Bits of tissue. Bits of yeah, exactly, exactly. Bits of tissue all strewn everywhere. Oh, it's an absolute. I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm dramatizing a little bit here, but for one thing, it was absolutely obvious,、uh, and it was much worse than it had been. Did、before. you find it funny at least? Didn't find it funny at all. Did you see each she, other again? She took pity on me. Did not see her again. Oh. We went for about two beers after that. The night, con- the night <gasps> continued to descend into、uh, embarrassment. Um, Oh, no. and, uh, and that was it. That's、yeah. a shame because sometimes I feel like embarrassing yourself on a date can lead to a hilarious talking point and like break the ice. Like a girl I know, she went on a date. It was like a second date with her now boyfriend and long-term partner of three years, and they went on the second date. And she is not a drinker. And they went to a brewery, and he did not know she was not a drinker. <laughs> she got what did she do? Absolutely smashed. Oh, so she actually went for it. She didn't say, "Oh no, I can't." Really no, no, she she nervously just thought, "Fuck it, I'm going to embrace it." You get got, some serious beers in the brewery as well.、Eh? Oh, she said that she was like she couldn't feel her face. Like she was so drunk. And <laughs> then they、savage. opened up like a downstairs to the brewery, which was like kind of romantic and dark, and they had like loud music playing. And so they went down there, and apparently this wasn't it wasn't very busy, and it was more or less just them in there and the bouncer. And she decides, and this is so out of character for her, to then give him this kind of. Sexy, non-sexy lap dance, and like gyrating on top of him,、oh、flinging her long horsey hair back. It's really <laughs> long, and then she's she's continuing, and the bouncer comes over, and she's like, "Oh God, he's going to tell me off for like doing like hoe dancing." He goes,、so、"Excuse、bad. me, your hair is on fire." <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "This towel has us dabbing at her hair. She's flinging、oh、around, and where she's been flinging her hair back." She set her hair alight in this in this act of trying to be sexy, and then I think the story alluded that the the date the boy was embarrassed, and I think they got kicked out by the bouncer. He then told her to go home, and、uh, she then lost her wallet because、oh、we had、God. the barman return it to our office when she wasn't there. Oh sweet lord! It was awful. Yeah,、But、that's a bad one. It was literally on fire. Her hair was on fire. Her、that、hair was alight, and she thought she was being so sexy. That But is,、um, they're still together. They live together now. Oh my god, that is crazy. But um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, that is crazy. <laughs> Uh, it's like you say. Sometimes it can be so bad that it actually works,、um, and it's something you can look back、True. on and laugh at.、Uh, so a good friend of mine,、uh, he was on a date with a girl,、um, and he'd really been trying hard to get this date for a very long time.、Uh, eventually landed it.、Um, so they went out、um, for a good few drinks in Soho again,、uh, the home to all tragic date stories. Oh.、Um, they go for a lot of drinks, and again they get pretty binned. You know, they're pretty,、um, they're pretty hammered. It must have been on a weekend. Because they decided to then sort of venture into Chinatown for a bit of food, you know, pre-tube home food. Of course. So they go into Chinatown. What do they have?、Um, Chinese food. Eggs on toast. In Chinatown. At one in the morning in Chinatown.、What、so the they're having their eggs on toast. Maybe there was some bacon involved. Maybe some maybe some beans, something like that.、I'm、not too Ooh, sure. What a lovely end of date food. Now this friend of mine, his morals are, shall we say, loose, questionable, or loose, very loose at times. Ill-defined、uh, to be diplomatic, and anyway, he surprise, surprise, wasn't best pleased、uh, with the standard of his eggs and toast at one in the morning in Chinatown in Soho. 
Not sure what he was expecting, but that's by the by. And anyway, his mole has been a little bit... Wayward. A little bit wayward. Uh, He decides they're going to leave discreetly without paying. And anyway, she's like, let's just go for it. Apparently the food genuinely was really bad. So they get up and they leave. I'm guessing they were hammered. They probably thought, as we all do when we're hammered, uh, we're being really sly. So they're chatting, they're walking down the road. Uh, My mate's... uh, He's, he's he's loving it. He thinks he's got away with it. And the next thing he knows, this huge muscular arm has got him in a headlock. No. And he's dragging him back up the street. It <gasps> turns out, far from being discreet, basically the bouncer within the shop or within the cafe, the restaurant, whatever the hell it is, has followed them all the way through Chinatown and oh has just waited for his perfect opportunity. There my friend is thinking he's got away scot-free. Next thing he knows, he's in a headlock being dragged back up towards the restaurant. In front of his date? In front of his date. <gasps> he's been dragged all the way, dragged through the door, sat down and obviously ordered to pay or else the police are going to come and it's going to spend No way. So what did he do? Did he pay? Well, of course he paid up. Yeah, the only way that could go anywhere is if he was then arrested well. and to a police cell. <laughs> that is the, by definition, the worst. I mean, I know that was pretty bad with your friend having a, her, her hair on fire. But I mean, at least, you know, at least she wasn't taken to a 4 by 4 cell. That's um, Although it could have been pretty badass. Record. Could have been a great story. Well, yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what he needed. But again, it was one of those where I think they could laugh it off. And I think that actually laid the foundation for something. Are they together now? No. Oh. I don't think that has anything to do with it. <laughs> That's fair enough. So, top liner, drama of dating. How do uh, we round this up? So, well, I think the, uh, yeah, I think the moral of the story is... Don't date. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't date. Certainly don't shy away from the shit Celibacy. Stories. I think the moral of the story is pure celibacy. Absolutely, yeah. Well, that's all the advice I think we've got time for. Yeah, basically don't listen to us for advice. Just basically don't listen to us. But if if you need a um, a friend to listen to your bad dating dilemmas and woes, then we are perfect for you. All right, well, without wanting to waffle on too long, I think, I feel like we could do more on this. Do you want to do a part two, Dramas of Dating? Do you know what I actually think we could do? This is, um, I said that, you know, I've done a pretty good job with... Uh, consigning a lot of these memories into the, the deepest and darkest pits You're of my memory. they're just coming to the surface, they're though. They're actually all bubbling up now. It's quite it's quite horrible, but I think they make some funny stories at the same time. All right, well, let's do a, let's do a part two of this rather than make this a feature-long episode because this is only our second one and we, we want to keep the people coming back for more. Keep them wanting more. Exactly. Do Feed them teaser. just a little bit at a time and, you know, they'll keep coming back. Exactly. Just drop that sugar like Jesus' disciples. Bit of bread, bit of wine, queuing around the corner. Yes. Exactly, exactly that. We'll leave this here. You can find us on Instagram at Chatsworth Podcast and we will be back in your ears talking about more dramas of dating next week. Thank you. Thank you and see you next week. Thank you very much. See you goodbye.